does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. One more hour of high school football sectional semifinal Friday. We're glad you're with us. Andy Doral from Culver Academies and the legendary Paul Condry will join us after this scoreboard update from the star of our show, Network Indiana's Eddie Garris. Thank you, Coach Level. One hour to go on this second week of sectional action in the IHSAA Football State Tournament, starting at the top in Class 6A. Sectional 1, Lake Central and Crown Point. They each move on and will face one another next week. Lake Central shut out Portage 23 to nothing. Crown Point defeated Lafayette Jeff 42-10. to In Sectional 2, Carroll of Fort Wayne, their season comes to an end as they fall to Warsaw. 31 to 14. Elkhart season is also over tonight as they were shut out by Penn 35 to nothing. So Penn and Warsaw for the sectional two championship game next Friday night. In sectional three, the winners in Fishers and Hamilton Southeastern combined to score 98 points and their opponents scored 21. Fishers defeated Homestead 42 to 14. Hamilton Southeastern defeated Fort Wayne Northrop. 56 to 7, and that is in sectional 3. Carmel and Westfield, 37 21 final score in sectional 4 in class 6A, with Westfield moving on in the state tournament. Noblesville will also be moving on. They defeat Zionsville by a touchdown, 31 to 24. In sectional 5, one of the top games featuring two of the top teams in the state, Ben Davis and Brownsburg. The Bulldogs were leading 25-7 to uh, to seven going into the fourth quarter. And in fact, with just under 12 minutes to go, does not stop Ben Davis. The Giants come back, score 21 unanswered to win 28-25. to 25. They move on in the sectional five championship in Class 6A where they will feat face Pike, who defeated Avon in overtime. That game was an absolute thriller. 42-41 final score. In the fourth quarter alone, Pike scored 28 points. Avon scored 20, but it was Pike coming up with a defensive stand against the Orioles, who went for two for the win, and Avon will go home and end their season tonight. 42-41 overtime win for Pike. Moving on to sectional six, Cathedral. They give up two points, a safety to North Central, 42-2 for the Fighting Irish. They will take on Lawrence North in the Sectional 6 championship game as they defeat Lawrence Central, 38-16. In Sectional 7 in Class 6A, Perry Meridian was shut out in their loss to Warren Central, who scores seven touchdowns, 49 to nothing. Southport defeats Indianapolis Tech, 41-12. So Southport will take on Warren Central, for the sectional seven championship and rounding out class six A and sectional eight, Center Grove, they move on for another sectional championship and aspiration of winning another state championship. They defeat Franklin Central forty to fourteen. They will face Columbus North, who shut out Jeffersonville fifty-eight to nothing. 
in sectional five, starting with sectional nine, Merrillville puts up 49 points in their win over Munster, who gets one touchdown. Hammond Morton scores 52, Hammond Central six. So that means Hammond Morton will move on to face Merrillville next week in the sectional championship game. In sectional 10, Laporte and Michigan City. Now this, by far, is the lowest scoring game of the evening. 11 combined points and the margin of victory was one. A 6-5 final with Michigan City moving on to the sectional 10 championship game. Valparaiso defeats Chesterton 31-14. to So Valparaiso will move on in the sectional 10 championship match next Friday night. In sectional 11, Mishawaka and Concordia will both advance. They both put up 40-plus. Mishawaka scores 48. They defeated Goshen 48-14. to And Concord defeated South Bend Adams 49 to 10 and sectional dozen that is number 12 Fort Wayne Snyder defeats Anderson 44 to 14 moving on to sectional 13 in class 5A Harrison and West Lafayette defeats Plainfield 39 to 13 Indicator Central shuts out McCutcheon 33 to nothing for Network Indiana Sports I'm Eddie Garrison welcome back everyone I'm Bob Lovell this is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk sectional action tonight Culver Academies continues their run. Very impressive win tonight, 46-13 over Highland. Andy Doral joins me. Andy, thanks so much for the call. You guys are putting things together at the right time right now. Well, always want to play in November, Paul, and the boys earned that opportunity tonight. Very excited for them. Well, you know what? That's exactly what you're talking about. Sectional 17 is a, is a, a tough one, to say the least. Tell me how your kids did this tonight, Coach. Yeah, well, um, got out of the gate early with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Tay Rodriguez had a 90-yard return for a touchdown, and then uh, forced a three and out, and uh, Tay rushed for a touchdown. And then in the uh, third series of the game, Tay Rodriguez threw for a touchdown. So uh, it was really um, a great, great, great performance for Tay tonight, but he obviously couldn't do it without his teammates and supporting cast. Right. And uh, just uh, grateful for the, the way our boys rallied together tonight. Seems like you might want to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. That may be, I'm sure that's the game plan. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's been doing a great job returning kicks all year. And then uh, uh, we got the running game going tonight and uh, had some little, uh, you know, sectional trickery in there tonight to get him a chance to go for a touchdown <laughs> pass as well. So you, your kids are to be commended for hanging in and, and uh, putting their best effort out during the tournament. They're making a great run, are they not? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it's what's unique about us. We don't have a summer program at all, and, and uh, we get in, and our kids start working hard, and we just want to get better every week. And we know we're not playing for a conference championship, but we are playing for a chance to play in November and, and, and host a trophy, and that's what we get a chance to do next Friday against a very tough New Prairie team. Andy Doral from Culver Academy. They beat Highland tonight, 46-13 in sectional number 17. Andy, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. You got it, Bob. Hope to talk again next Friday. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. The legend, Paul Condry, joins me. Hall of Fame broadcaster, Hall of Fame person, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. He's the director of the Colts, Colts Coach of the Week program and my broadcast partner on the pairing show. On the call tonight, a Valpo's 31-14 win over Chesterton. Paul, thanks for the call. Impressive win by the Vikes tonight. It was an impressive second half by the Vikings. 
tonight as they trailed for the first time all season long at the intermission. They were down 14-3. to Chesterton in the first half just came out, punched Valpo in the chops, and made it like it. Two turnovers by Valparaiso and three or four missed time penalties found the Vikings uh, kind of reeling as they went to the, the locker room. But they regrouped in the second half to score 28 unanswered points to, to win the football game, to remain alive in the 5A tournament series, still with a hope to defend their 5A title. But it was uh, Valparaiso's offensive and defensive lines that uh, stood the test of time in the second half as they uh, outrushed Chesterton in the second half, 175 yards to 24 just in the second half alone. So the Vikings got away from uh, doing the things that they do well in the first half. Well, whatever Bill Marshall said at halftime, they made the adjustments and they are advancing to this uh, championship game uh, at home where they're going to take on Michigan City. Well, wow. What do you think of that matchup? Well, I did the game earlier in the season at Viking Field. This game will be at Viking Field again next uh, go-around. Michigan City played well in the first time they played, but things have uh, changed dramatically for both squads, as you can imagine, this time of the year. Michigan City had five opportunities in Valparaiso territory the first time these two teams played, but they couldn't capitalize. And the one thing about this Valparaiso team, if you have them down, you better put them out because they are a pretty resilient group, as we found out last year with their magical run to the 5A state championship. Uh, This team has the same type of personality with a veteran offensive line that they have with Matt Hofer up front and Ben Reichert and DeAndre Price, Grant Anderson, and Caleb Sharp, those big boys up front. you give them any type of wiggle room, they're going to punch you in the face, and they're going to win the football game, and I think that's what they've done. It was the first time all season long that Valparaiso trailed at the intermission, so I think that they responded in the way that Coach Bill Marshall uh, would have liked for his team. He is now 10-0 and against mm. the his arch rival, the Chesterton Trojans, since he took over at VHS. Paul Condry and I'll talk about football tomorrow night on the show make sure you join us he has the call of a very impressive win valparaiso 31 14 over chesterton paul thanks we'll talk to you tomorrow night thanks coach great to be with you our player with heart brought to you by bex hybrids at bex we are and will remain farmers at heart with this indiana sports talk scoreboard updates I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's continue from sectional 15 in class 5A. Bloomington South and Bloomington North 44-41 with Bloomington South advancing in the sectional 15 championship game over a win over their arch rival Bloomington North. Seymour defeats Columbus East 35-20. Skipped over sectional 14. Whiteland, they put up a big number. Coach Darren Fisher talked to us earlier. You can catch the podcast after the show. Find out what he had to say about Whiteland 63-14 win over Terre Haute North. Terre Haute South defeated Franklin 14-10, and that was in sectional 14. And sectional 16, the last sectional in class 5A, Evansville North moves on after defeating Floyd Central 28-20. Castle defeated New Albany. 
35-17. So it's Evansville North and Castle in the sectional 16 championship game a week from tonight. In Class 4A, Kankakee Valley and New Prairie went into overtime. New Prairie comes out with the win, 28-21. They move on to face Culver Academy, who put up 46 points in their win over Highland. Sectional 18, Northwood and Northridge advance on to the sectional 18 championship game. Northwood defeated South Bend, Washington, 56-14, and Northridge was all over Wamasee, 49-20. Sectional 19, Fort Wayne Dwanger puts up 42 points in their win over DeKalb, who had 28. Leo edges out East Noble, 45-42 in the sectional 19 semifinal and in sectional 20. Mississippi defeats Columbia City 35-15 and Kokomo shuts up Marion 35 to nothing. Welcome back everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. High school football tonight, number one, Senator Grove, 40 to 14 winners over Franklin Central. Very happy Eric Moore joins me. Coach, thanks for the call and congrats on the win. Well, thanks, Bob. It was a great night to be a Trojan. It's always a good night to be a Trojan when you get a W, uh, especially in tournament action, right? You guys well, are yeah. continuing your, your winning ways. I can't, I can't begin to put a premium on how much experience matters, especially in situations like tonight. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for high school people to understand that. When your team rolls four and five weeks into the playoffs, five and six straight years, that's yeah. a lot of extra – Practice time, a lot of extra reps. Young guys get some reps in practice. But it's also susceptible to a lot of injuries. Probably this is the most injured team I've ever had. And I think that's because of the longevity of everything. And then you throw a summer Mm -hmm. into it. But, uh, you know, your plan and our drive is to try to – we call it the drive for five every year. And uh, (laughs) it's tough. It it, it takes more of a toll on kids. You know, even though you win a state championship in December, you got guys getting surgeries and – resting where other teams are working you know they're already started their work we're still in a rest surgery remote yeah. you know but i'll take that that's okay um well but yeah. it's a good game tonight yeah. jason west and the franklin central flashes are a much improved team they're very physical and tough they tackle well as good a team as we played this year honestly uh, you know we got some big plays on them you know that's just been our mantra this year is being able to make some big plays usually we don't be able to do that but we are tyler cherry was phenomenal five touchdown passes Noah Coy and uh, uh, Brevin Hulabargan were just amazing receivers. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do that, to do that. I'd rather hand the ball off and get the game over in 45 minutes, but everybody else wants to play for two and a half hours. I guess that's what we're doing now. We're just proud of my team's effort. The big thing about now right. in the tournament is, is to just don't beat yourself. And as guys go through the tournament, especially young coaches trying to come up with all this game plan stuff and just all the stuff you think about. It's just don't beat yourself. Because when it comes down right. to it, that's what you're going to say. I mean, we can go all the way back to the only game we lost this year against maybe one of the best teams in the country at St. Ed's and the Hall of Fame Classic. We beat ourselves. Now, they did things to make it that way, but the bottom line is you beat yourselves in games, and the teams that cannot beat themselves will win. There you have it. Coach Eric Moore from Center Grove, 40-14 to 14 winners over Franklin Central. It's always great to talk to you, Coach. Good luck next week. Yeah, I appreciate you, and, uh, and good luck to everybody still in the tournament. And uh, just, it's been a great year for high school football in Indiana. It's, it's, I'm fun to be back playing Indiana teams instead of traveling around and doing other stuff. But thanks again for all you do for high school football. And uh, go I Trojans. appreciate it. 
Thanks so much. Dan Lawson joins me from WCBK in Martinsville. East Central meets the Artesians tonight, 56-20. Dan, thanks for the call. That's a really, really good East Central team that you saw tonight. Boy, uh, Coach, you're not you're not uh, lying there. Um, probably one of the best. I've been around football a long time. Probably one of the best high school programs I've seen. Very talented, mistake-free. When you when you have zero interceptions and one fumble on an entire season in high school football, and the fumble came from a third string running back late in the game, you know earlier in the season. But uh, the Artisans put up a heck of a fight. Um, you know we we hung with them in the first half, really um, kept it within uh, a score there. Um, but come out, they got the ball back in the second half. We just had no answer, unfortunately, for Josh Ringer. Um, that young man for East Central, um, mm-hmm. I saw before the week, 780 yards or something after contact. He goes 25. <laughs> he goes 25 carries, 339 yards against us tonight. Seven touchdowns. Um, just, well, there's a yeah, yeah. No, just, go ahead. Well, just you know, I, Martinsville played hard. They did, but it's sometimes you know you just face a team that's something special and and i think that's what we're watching with with uh, east central right now of course defending state champions but i got to give my hat off to the artesian seniors 14 of them come out there that played their heart out left everything on the field that's what you want to see uh, made some plays tried tried to get it going in the second half but down the stretch uh just just a tough tough team that we played Dan Lawson from WCBK on the call of East Central's 56-20 win over Martinsville tonight in sectional action. Dan, thank you so much for the call, and thanks uh, for calling us. Have a great night. Have a great week. Thanks, Coach. Have a great evening. Thanks very much. Steve Kolb joins me from WAXL. He has the Heritage Hills 23-20 win over Southridge in a great game tonight. Steve, thanks for the call. What a matchup. Yeah, kind of not the game we were anticipating between these two very good football teams, very fundamentally sound, and we end up with eight turnovers, four for each team. And, wow. And just kind of a, an ugly game back and forth. And turns out it was the Heritage Hills defense at various points in this game that ended up being the difference mm-hmm. in winning the football game. And um, two different times, once at the end of the first half and once late in the game, Southridge got the ball um, off of Heritage Hills' mistakes inside the Heritage Hills' 25-yard line for first and 10. And both times, Heritage Hills ended up getting stops and coming away without giving up any points. The second time was a weird play. Southridge had second and one from the two-yard line of Heritage Hills, and the officials ruled the runner tried to reach out with the football, had it knocked away, and Heritage Hills recovered in the end zone. As you can imagine, Southridge folks thought he got into the end zone before the ball was knocked loose. (laughs) Who knows? And then later on, Heritage Hills trying to run the clock out on a third down play. It appeared the running back had the knees down and reached the football out. He was still going to be well short of the first down. But as he put the football down on the ground, it came loose or was not loose. And Southridge picked that up and ran it back 29 yards for a score to get back within three with um, 
with three minutes and 10 seconds to go. And Heritage Hills was able to run a lot of the time off, not all of it. And their defense made one more big stop at the end. Uh, one of their very talented seniors, Caleb Schmidt, who had had an interception, he recovered an onside kick. He stepped up and made a great play from his free safety spot as he broke on a football. And, I mean, he had, because they were playing such soft coverage, he had seven or eight yards and on a full sprint got there, knocked the ball away on a fourth down play uh, to preserve the victory. So he had a great second half. Jet Goldsberry threw for a couple of touchdown passes and ran for one. Or, and ran for one. Actually, yeah, threw for two and ran for one all in the first half. Far from a a vintage performance for either one of these two good teams, conference rivals, very close to one another. Heritage Hills won big in the in the season opener this year against the Raiders at Heritage Hills. So it was just a survive and advance kind of night, and that's they tell me that is the uh, the idea this time of year, survive and advance. <laughs> that's really what Heritage right. Hills did, and they'll go on the road, make a, a fairly long trip, trip over to Scottsburg next week as the Warriors will await and what I understand will be their first ever sectional championship game. Well, it's just, it should be a great matchup. Uh, there's no question. This is a hot Scottsburg team. by Having one of those kinds of seasons. Uh, and this isn't, you know what, I used to always tell uh, my guys, you don't get style points. The idea is to walk out with a W. You want to be, when you wake up the next morning, you pick up the paper, you're on the left-hand column. You won. Right. That, that's the idea. And so, you know, these things uh, may not be pretty, but it's a hard-earned win for Heritage Chills tonight. Yeah, very much a hard-earned win against a team that was coming in with a lot of uh, you know, a lot to fight for after they didn't feel like they played well against Southridge first time or against Heritage Hills right. first time or talking about Southridge. So, but Southridge knocked Heritage Hills out of the tournament last year. So, a lot to, a lot riding on the line for these two teams in this game and uh, such close rivals. And, the, and uh, right. It, was, right. it was a very physical, hard fought game. And Heritage Hills, the younger team, Southridge is very senior laden, and, mm-hmm. and Heritage Hills has a lot of underclassmen, a very talented sophomore class and some juniors, and um, they were able to make enough plays in a, in a sort of an ugly game tonight to make to, to get the victory and move on. Steve Kolb from WAXL on the call of Heritage Hills 23-21 over Southridge. Steve, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Tony Donahue coming up. We'll talk about Chittard and Garen Catholic. Kurt Darling and I will talk about IHSA soccer championships coming up after the score. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Playoff baseball just always delivers. In the bottom of the ninth inning, the Texas Rangers were down 5-3 to three against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're now tied 5-5 to with one out in the bottom of the ninth. This is the first game of the World Series. Corey Seager, a two-run homer to tie it at five apiece. There is one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, going back to some week two sectional score, semifinal action, if you will. Class 4A, sectional 21, rebuffed Jesuit. They score 70 points in their win over Lebanon, who scores 49 to move on to the sectional 21 championship game. Mooresville tops Ron Colley. 
17-9 and sectional 22. New pal Andrew Smith called to break that game down just moments ago. Catch the podcast later for all the details on that. New pal 35, Greenfield Central, nothing. Mountain Vernon of Fortville defeats Beach Grove 42-12. So it'll be Mountain Vernon and New pal in the sectional 22 championship game. A nice rivalry match next week. Sectional 23, Greenwood defeats Jennings County 43-12. East Central defeats Martinsville by 36-56-20 final score rounding out the class 4A sectional 24. Evansville Wrights will move on to the championship. They defeat Bedford North Lawrence 42-6. Evansville Memorial wins by a field goal over Jasper 17-14 in class 3A sectional 25. Boone Grove falls 41-20 to Hanover Central. Hanover Central will face West Lafayette next week because they defeated Rensselaer Central 42-7. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. The man himself, Tony Donahue, on the call of one of the best games in the state, Garen Catholic and Shatard. Shatard wins this one 21-10. That's number one and number two in 3A. Tony, what a great matchup between two tremendous teams tonight. Yeah, Coach, thanks for having me on. It's a beautiful time of year in October. Uh, baseball going on. Great to hear from uh, my buddy Coach Eric Moore earlier. Uh, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game. 21-10 to 10 may not do the justice of how close this game was. Uh, Chittard made a few mistakes. They had some uh, some things go wrong special teams-wise. A, punt o- or a, a snap over the punter's head gave Garen Catholic the ball at the two-yard line. Chittard's defense stepped up, got a stop. Chittard went to punt the football on offense, and it went off to the back of one of their up men, fielded at the two. Garen pushes it in next play for a touchdown to go up 7 nothing. Uh, but it was really all Chittard from there. They just have too many weapons. Uh, the conference player of the year in Sam Feeney got the, got the scoring started for Chittard with a touchdown on a fourth down call. Um, Coach Doyle uh, going for it a few times side on fourth down. Colin got two touchdown passes or two touchdown catches. From Ortega uh, made it 21 to 10. He had the game ceiling interception in the fourth quarter as well. And the number one team, Chatard, uh, advancing to take on Hamilton Heights next week. But uh, a great evening for Garen Catholic. A great season. They win eight football games. I know you and Kurt are going to talk about it. Their right. their win soccer program wins the state championship. That's why this game tonight started at 8:30. Uh, so we wrapped up at about 11 o'clock. But um, great showing on both sides crowds for both Darren Catholic and Chittard. And, uh, yeah, the number one team in the state of Indiana ran the football well. Um, they're healthy. As Coach Doyle talked to me about earlier, before kickoff, they're healthy. They're rolling on all cylinders, and they pick up a 21-10 to 10 victory tonight. Tony Donahue, as always, it's great to talk to you, Tony. Thanks for thinking of me, and have a great weekend. Anytime, Coach. We'll see you soon. Maybe call you tomorrow night. I've got Manchester and Defiance in HCAC football. Call me. I'll look forward to it. Hamilton Heights tonight in sectional number 28 beats McConaughey 28-21. John Kirstner joins me. Coach, good night for the Kirstner family tonight. Yes, it was. I saw my dad. He called me a little bit ago. I haven't talked to him, but looked like he won. He called me six. earlier. To, you know what? It's bad. He calls me before he calls you. What's that say? Well, well, I don't know what it says. <laughs> no, congratulations. What a great game tonight. 
Yeah, it was. We, you know, they, um, McConaughey was. They're a good football team. They. It was a tough fought battle. Um, I know I mentioned to you last week Carson Fettig. Um, you know, I mentioned him. He or uh, two weeks ago, I mentioned where he was playing West Lafayette and had a punt return and a kickoff return for touchdowns. He had another punt return for a touchdown tonight, and that kind of wow. set things off for us um, from a scoring position, put us on the board for the first time. And um, you know, we uh, we battled back from down twenty-one fourteen and came back, put a score made twenty-one twenty-one. Got a huge stop in defense in the second second half and. We were able to put a very long, methodical drive together to make it 28-21, and the defense kept the pressure up in the second half on a very, uh, what I would call a high-powered offense. I mean, they've got some very good athletes, and they run an air raid-style offense, and they know how to execute mm-hmm. it well. They've got some good coaches there with them, in the likes of Dan Robinson with a lot of lot of years there, and, uh, um, and, and, and just got some – They've got some talent, and they know how to use it. It's good stuff. They're a good football team. Well, so are you. And and your defense, once again, steps up when it needs to, as it has all year. Right. That's that's been the big. That's been the big. You know, story all year long. They they, they did. You know, we made some great adjustments at half, and you know, it's not extraordinary. But the bottom line was, we told them to get more physical with what we were doing with our game plan. And they got more physical in the secondary, and all of a sudden we get a little more physical. Next thing we know, we've got um, one of our defensive linemen picks up three sacks in the in the second half. You know, he ends up with four sacks for the game, and he's got 13 for the year. Um, you know, and uh, you know, all of a sudden we start to put more. We're able to get more pressure on the quarterback um, in the second half because of that physicality that our secondary and linebackers started playing with. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a big deal. Uh, I mean, you know, we had over 400 yards in offense. Um, we were able to run the ball very, very effectively. Our passing game was was very effective tonight. Um, you know, we were able to, you know, we controlled the time on the clock and, and whatnot. And obviously, we came away with the, you know, the the win. And, and and that's what you want to get to is get to the Sweet 16 and play for a sectional title. And so that's where we're at. You know, and uh, we're going to enjoy this one. But you know, we got to obviously get back to work. We're hard coming sure. in next week. Right. Hamilton Heights wins uh, wins another one. They play for the championship of sectional 28 next week against Chittar. 28-21 tonight over McConaughey. John Kirshner, thanks for the call, Coach. Good luck next week. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Mike Scavara joins me. You know Mike Scavara, Indiana SRN. He has the call of Evansville Memorial 17-14 win over Jasper. Mike, thanks so much for the call. What a great game tonight. Yeah, you know, Bob, this was one of those classics where, you know, it was a shame somebody had to lose the game right, tonight. Right, right. And this, and this game had more twists and turns than a uh, Holiday World roller coaster because uh, both teams uh, played hard, not only offensively, but uh, defensively as well. Jasper, uh took advantage of uh, three errant snaps where Memorial lost almost 50 yards and uh, were able to get a Caden Ernie uh, touchdown. But uh, the Memorial Tigers scored on their next two possessions um, as uh, they got a double pass uh, from uh, uh, wide receiver uh, Simon Schultz to Desmond Johnson. And then uh, when uh, uh, Luke Lively uh, recovered a fumble from Jasper uh, just before halftime, Luke Elsperman, who uh, was one of the top receivers midway through the season in 4A, had to kind of move around, and uh, Coach Hurley, uh, John Hurley for Memorial, put him in at quarterback 
the last couple of games, uh, and because uh, Matthew Fisher, and we'll talk about him later, uh, one of the top returning quarterbacks got injured in the week four. He scores right before half, and it was 14-7. to seven. Uh, But uh, it was kind of a defensive struggle, and you like defensive games, don't you, Bob? Not really, but uh, I I respect them. I understand. I mean, no, you know, if I had my druthers, I'm like the rest of the world. I'd like to see people toss it around the yard and have some fun. Yeah, well, Caden Ernie got that first touchdown. Well, he got the second touchdown uh, for uh, Jasper as well as they drove uh, the length of the field and uh, tied it up on their first possession. But then uh, some really uh, interesting things happened. Uh, Memorial, they get a, uh, a field goal block, but uh, – the uh, Tigers uh, finally get the ball uh, on their own 21-yard line. And Matthew Fisher hadn't played since week four. Like I said, he comes in. He punted twice. First time he's played since week four. He gets in at the only play place from scrimmage. He throws a 48-yard pass uh, to uh, uh, the, the uh, running back uh, for Memorial sophomore uh, Dylan Kendrick. He goes all the way down 48 yards, and that, that sets up a Pate Barrett field goal with 136 to go. As again, defense was uh, uh, at a premium. Uh, good play uh, by Ben Zemer and uh, uh, Alex Brochiers uh, for uh, Memorial. Uh, Jake Lamine and uh, and uh, uh, Ross Dawkins played good defense. Again, you got Tony Lewis who uh, won state championship uh, with Wrights. And uh, John Hurley's won a couple of state championships in 17 and 19. Uh, great staffs, great crowds, and uh, it was it was a, a hard fought game. Uh, a little trivia for Memorial Tigers: Coach Hurley's in his 16th year. This is going to be the 14th year that they're going to be playing a game in November. That's uh, that's quite an accomplishment, without question. That's amazing. That is absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing, Mike. And, and Mike Scavora. Yeah, it was no, one of these ahead. games where there was one of these seasons where Memorial started six and zero, then they got injuries, lost their last three games, and won the first game uh, last week. But Jasper came in uh, winning six of their last seven, and uh, it was a it was a great opportunity uh, for both. As Memorial at one time was ranked third uh, in four A, as uh, they're going to take on uh, Evansville Wrights, who defeated them during regular season thirty five to nothing. Because for the championship in 4A sectional 24. Mike Scavara, Indiana SRN, on the call of Evansville Memorial 17-14 win over Jasper. Mike, thanks. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon, Bob. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's pick back up in Class 3A, Sectional 27. Delta and Garrett will face off next week because Delta defeated Yorktown 24-21 and Garrett defeated Heritage 20-6. That is in Sectional 27. In Sectional 28, Chatard defeated Garen Catholic 21-10. McConaughey fell to Hamilton Heights 28-21. So it will be Hamilton Heights and Chatard in Sectional 28 championship next week in sectional 29 tri-west was all over north montgomery 42 to 6 final score monrovia holds the spark plugs to three points 
They went 20-3 over Speedway. Sectional 30, Vincent's Lincoln puts up 63 points in their shutout victory over Pike Central. Gibson Southern, 48, Washington, 14. So Vincent's Lincoln takes on Gibson Southern next Friday night. In sectional 31, Batesville defeats Lawrenceburg, 20-14. Indian Creek shut out. Franklin County 37 to nothing and rounding out class 3A and sectional 32 overtime game Scottsburg they win by a touchdown over Salem 38 to 31 Heritage Hills edges out Southridge by a field goal 23 to 20 class 2A Bremen they defeat Wheeler 21 to 18 Lavelle shuts out Whiting 50 to 0 sectional 34 Lafayette Central Catholic and Seager will play next week 28-22 win for LCC over Rochester Seager defeated Lewis Cass 20 to 16 and in sectional 35 Fort Wayne Lures defeats Eastside 14 to 10 and Manchester Chester defeats Central Noble 28 to 21. Well done, Eddie Garrison. Great job on the scores tonight, as always. Brad Huber. You'll hear him on the scoreboard updates coming up soon. Brad working tonight for IndianaHighSchoolSports.com has the call of a, a great matchup. Lawrence North beating Lawrence Central uh, in the battle for Lawrence Township. 38-16 the final. What a great game, Brad. Yeah, it was a, a good football game, especially early. Uh, both teams scored on their first possession. Uh, Bryson Luther found Jack Jordan for a four-yard touchdown pass to give Lawrence Central a 7 nothing lead. And then both drives took six minutes and 16 seconds. Lawrence North got it, and it was Montez Jones. I never thought I would say this term, but he got a tush push, like you saw the Philadelphia Eagles, for a one-yard mm-hmm. touchdown run to tie it at 7-7. And then it was really the Montez uh, Jones show after that. 19-yard touchdown pass to Davion Chandler, middle of the second quarter to make it 14-7. to Right at the end of the second quarter, he found Davion Chandler again for a 19-yard touchdown pass. In the third quarter, he ran it for 68 yards for a touchdown. And they found Chandler one more time uh, near the end of the uh, second quarter to make it 35-10. to 10. So, really, it was all Lawrence North and Montez Jones after Lawrence Central had the initial touchdown early in the game. All right, so uh, what's the matchup next week? It's going to be a good one. It's going to be Lawrence North taking on Cathedral. I believe that's going to be at Cathedral. And, you know, one thing that Lawrence North is going to have to do, and Montez Jones and Coach Mallory talked about it, there were a lot of penalties, and that is something they're going to need to clean up before they take on Cathedral. We all know how Cathedral is. And that is something they're really going to need to work on, especially defensively. They let Lawrence Central uh, move the football off the penalties, a couple of pass interference, a couple of um, immature personal fouls, if it were. So that's something they'll need to work on because uh, we all know how good Cathedral can be, and uh, you just cannot give them any extra help like they gave Lawrence Central tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brad Huber. When are you back with us? I'll be with you tomorrow night. So looking forward to talking college football across the state tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it, too. Tonight, Brad Huber with the IndianaHighSchoolSports.com has the call of Lawrence North's 38-16 win over Lawrence Central. Brad, thanks. I look forward to working with you tomorrow night. Thanks for the call. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach. I am, too. Thanks so much. All right. 
Eddie Garrison. Jo- great job on the scores, Eddie. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what, Eddie? Uh, hang on a second. Hang on. I have completely forgotten a great friend of the show, Kurt Darling. Kurt Darling, I am so sorry tonight. IHSAA soccer championships, you had a couple of them. Tell me all about it. Yeah, no worries, Coach. I know it's a busy night with sectional football going on as well. But uh, state uh, championship uh, football going on uh, this week, this night as well mm-hmm. at uh, the mic. Uh, girls soccer action, 2A and 1A games. I was on the call with Angela Barry White tonight. Um, kicking things off uh, in the 6 o'clock matchup was Garen Catholic and Leo. Of course, uh, Tony D talking with you guys about the uh, sectional football game that Garen unfortunately came up short in tonight. But but Garen was still able to come away with some hardware tonight on the pitch. The girls were led by Gabby Deer, who had a goal in the fourth minute of the first half to put Garen Catholic up 1-0, and that would be the deciding factor for the Garen Catholic Golden Eagles to get their first state championship on the girls' side in school history. It's also the second time that they've been to the state finals in the last three seasons as well. So it was good to see them get a big win on the pitch at the mic tonight. But then following up that afterwards, it was a rematch from a season ago in the 1A state championship game. That was between Park Tudor and Fort Wayne Canterbury. Now, Park Tudor completely blew out Canterbury last season, so Canterbury looked Kurt, for a little bit of hey, Kurt, yep, Kurt. I hate to cut you off. Hang on through this short break, and and I'll just throw it open to you. You have more time. I I hate to do this to you. Okay, no worries, coach. No worries. Perfect. All right, Kurt Darling will come back and talk more championship soccer on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Kurt Darling rejoins us talking about girls soccer. All right, I cut you off, so let's. Let's review that the first game you did. You did the 2A, right? Yes, that was the 2A match between Garen Catholic and Leo. Right. Uh, Leo back in the state finals for the second year in a row. Garen Catholic there for the first time since 2020. Garen Catholic victorious in that contest to get their first state championship in school history on the girls' side. But then I was starting to pick up with the 1A girls' soccer state final, which was between Park Tudor and Fort Wayne Canterbury. And as I mentioned, uh, Park Tudor won this championship a year ago against Canterbury. So this was a rematch of the state finals matchup from last year. Uh, Park Tudor, they had a hard time getting past that back line of Canterbury this time, but still they had a lot of pressure. And on a broken play of all things, Dejanae Butler was able to get a big feed from from Mia Reddig, and that set up her 23rd goal on the season in the 14th minute of the first half. And again, that would be enough. It would be a 1-0 victory for Park Tudor over Canterbury, again getting the once-over on the Cavaliers in the state championship. So they are now back-to-back state champions. And it is also their third state championship in the last five years for Park Tudor. So impressive night and uh, four more matches to go tomorrow for the state finals as well. One more girls match and then three boys matches. That'll be John Cooper and Greg Rakestraw on the call of those. So um, just just getting started for soccer, for a soccer state finals this weekend here in Indiana. <laughs> Is there any game you can't call? I mean, are you you're this versatile? You can you can call them all. Is that the story, right? 
Honestly, uh, honestly, coach, whatever is thrown at it was thrown at me to call. I do my best to call it. I'm like a human dartboard with a with broadcast assignments. So uh, either way, but no, yeah. If uh, if something is available, coach, you can probably ch- count on me being there. I certainly love doing it, and I'm blessed to be able to do it too. <laughs> well, I appreciate you thinking of us and the show and and sharing this with us, Kurt Darling, on the call of IHSAA Girls Soccer Championships. Kurt, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. Great, great night of football. Really great night. Congratulations to those teams that were successful. Those of you who were not successful tonight, congratulations on great careers and and uh, being a part of something very, very important. And so uh, we'll spend time next Friday talking about sectional championships. That's always one of the special nights on the show, sectional championship Friday night. And um, as you can understand, the emotion is unbelievable on a night like that. All right, tomorrow night on the show, you're joining us. Remember, we are on on uh, Saturday nights. We have been for 30 years. We're talking about IU and Penn State. That's a noon start. Nebraska will be at Purdue. Pitt at Notre Dame. Valpo at Butler. Kenyon at DePaul. Franklin at Mount St. Joe. And other small college games. My thanks to Eddie Garrison and Elijah Robertson. Great job as always. Thanks to our great stations that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday. And thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.